Hello, good morning, uh, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time of day you're tuning in. I'm Connor. I'm Cam. And you're listening to the Berlin Boys Club podcast. How are you, Cam? Very good, Connor. How are you doing? I'm great. Nice to see you, man. There's a nice, um, there's a spring in the air today, oh, isn't it's it? Beautiful. There's, there's, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's a very nice day. Sunny, a little bit chilly. Good vibes. Good vibes. Hope your vibes are good, too. Um, today, today's podcast is uh, the Berlin Boys Club Guide to Breakups. Yes, yes. So, if you need to run out now and get some tissues, maybe your favorite cuddly toy, you might want to have them close by. That's right. For the next thirty minutes or so. But we we should start off with uh, questions. We had a couple of questions from listeners. Bring them on. Um. Where do I find this? The first mm. one came in from Christina. I'm not sure where Christina is from. Hi, Christina. Um, but Christina uh, wants us to uh, help her with uh, a boyfriend. And whenever Christina and her boyfriend get into conversations about their relationship, this boyfriend gets very angry mm. and even shakes. Wow. That's how angry he becomes. And Christina just wanted to know, well, what the fuck's going on with yeah, this guy? And what to do. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It would be good to know a bit more about um, exactly what, what Christina's bringing up that makes, um, that elicits this sort of reaction. But yeah. broadly speaking, it sort of sounds like the fella doesn't have a, uh, a very well-honed channel for dealing with particular emotions yeah I, I think this this ties into what we've you know one of the things we kind of mention a lot here is how yeah. men we men in our programming the only emotion that we're really kind of encouraged to show is anger yeah we're not really encouraged to show sadness or you know um yeah our uh, spectrum is a bit muted our yeah. spectrum's muted and mm. so what i imagine this this chap this guy He's everything just gets funneled through the anger channel. Yeah, where the reality is, he's probably just very sad and a little frustrated and yeah. maybe confused. Maybe he doesn't know. Yeah, I'd say he's certainly confused. Yeah, um, it would be good to know a bit more um, about the specifics. But um, yeah, one, one thing I would say though is that uh, anger is not a good look and it's no. it's dangerous. And uh, Christina, I would certainly advise you to set up your boundaries yep. you know don't don't um don't allow anger to become the default conversational emotion in your relationship exactly because that's not it's not mature yeah. and and it's not for you to absorb exactly that's, uh, that's his stuff you know it's his stuff yeah so be careful yeah and set boundaries yep and stick to them and best of luck with that christina we have another question um Relating to our porn episode. Ah, yes. And uh, again, this is from one of our female listeners. And it's from Sarah. And she says, I was looking at my boyfriend's computer. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say why she was looking at her boyfriend's <laughs> computer. That's but okay. These things happen. <laughs> and uh, she found open porn tabs. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. And some of them, Sarah says, were gross. Mm -hmm. And now she doesn't know what to do about it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, I dare say this has possibly happened to most men at, at some point. Are my hands up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's good to remember, Sarah, that it is just it is just porn. You know, it's um, not necessarily an, an awful thing. It might be confronting, and it might bring up uh, a range of you know unsettling emotions and questions, I suppose. But um, I think this situation can be turned into a positive, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, first off, you've got to be careful, Sarah, because you're going to... If if you decide to talk to your boyfriend about this, and if you feel uncomfortable and if it has kind of changed the your relationship with him, then you probably do need to talk to him about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But the first thing that's going to happen is he's going to be pissed with you for looking at his computer. That's true, yeah. So you're just going to have to ride that storm out. Exactly. And then I probably think. a bit coy and embarrassed that he's, you know, yeah, this vulnerable. He's been caught. He's been, you know, shown. Yeah. Red-handed. But if nothing else, it can be a catalyst for a really positive uh, opening for a conversation about uh, sex, yeah. desire, and um, potentially you can, uh, you know, bring some real positive uh, stuff into your, into your, totally. your life together, into yeah, your relationship yeah. there. It's, so, um, it's a great opportunity for communication, right? Absolutely, yeah. And communication we, will just bring you closer together. Big time. Without judgment. And yeah. just openness. And I think if you approach it that way um, and you do want to pursue it as a, a conversation, then that's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. And and one other thing, I guess, is sort of the... I really wouldn't read too much into the content of porn. No. You know what I mean? I, I think it's sort of... It's a big dark pond and when you dive in you don't really know what you're going to end up exactly it's not always indicative of what turns a person on it's just indicative of the way that fruity porn yeah is is kind of designed that's right yeah and uh and just because he's you know watching something doesn't necessarily means he wants to have that in 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 uh physical life you know with another person or anything you know uh desire is a, a pretty nebulous and and wild arena, yeah, 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 so. yeah, and a, and a confusing one. Do you know what I mean? There aren't there aren't so many logical answers. You know, mm. we don't always know why exactly. we're suddenly being turned on by something that we would ordinarily, yep, find a bit weird. That's totally it. Open mind, channel for communication. Yeah, positive. But you're gonna cop a lot of flack for <laughs> looking at his computer. Sarah. That's, right. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, to the subject at hand. Indeed. What are we talking about today, Connor? We're talking about breakups. All right. Um, yeah, breakups. Good old breakups. Good old breakups, Cam. Yeah. Um, Everyone's been there. We've all felt the uh, the bittersweet end to a wonderful romance. Yeah, we have. We have. Um, do you have a... a, a, a pattern in your breakups are you the are you the breaker upper or the, um, the broken up with do you think to be honest i've only had a couple of really um strong long-term relationships two mm-hmm. that i would i would call out and they've been quite different in how they've they've ended the the first one was a, a couple of years and that was um ended due to really geographical difference uh, yeah she was from america and i was from Australia and it just um, you know one wanted to be in the other place and that's how that went we actually never broke up we just weren't together anymore it was kind of weird ah, was, kind of was, beautiful but kind of weird there was never a final there was no formal nail in the coffin so to speak wow. it's just like a mutual ghosting 
It totally was. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're still together in some strange wow. way. <laughs> but, and it's like uh, a peaceful revolution. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. And um, and the more recent one, which was by far the most significant I've ever had, yeah. seven years, uh, that was that was a very amicable and um, I would say unusually um, supportive and very peaceful end. Yeah. And not to sound too cheesy, but it was really the beginning of, of something else, you know. It, it turned into a an equally nourishing but, but rather different um, friendship. And uh, not to use the terms. Oh, here he goes. Not to get all Peltro on you, but <laughs> it was a bit of an unconscious, no, <laughs> unconscious <laughs> coupling. <laughs> Freudian. Uh, conscious uncoupling, you know. It was a bit that way. We're, we're open to all different mediums. That's right. The Boys That's right. Yeah. How about yourself, man? Enough about about my bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that my breakups have. Well, I suppose I'll just lay it out on the line here. I guess I would fit the mold of someone who is quite commitment phobic. Yeah. And so, I have more often than not been the person who breaks up. Sure. Yeah. And. Um, and then what's interesting about when you are the person who breaks up, and this is a term that my, my housemate just introduced me to the other day, is mm. you get a, a, a type of relationship survivor's remorse. Right. Where you're out of the relationship. Yeah. And you're happy to be out of the relationship. They're not. Yeah. They kind of caught them blindsided. Sure. And you're just left with this horrible sense of guilt. Yeah. That yeah. you've just gone and kind of mangled another heart. Sure. And you've you could you know it it's just contrary to your your vision of yourself. You yeah. you know you, you want to put yourself out there as a nice person. Of course, we think good thing, or we we I guess we the healthy mind is one that attributes positive things to itself. Sure. And uh, and then you you're just like oh no, I've become a heart mangler. Again. I'm a heart mangler. <laughs> so th- I'm I mean, but the the my last breakup, uh, my last breakup, I was broken up with. Yeah, and um, that was very good because that actually kind of, um, I guess that 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 in a way that was a sort of a totemic breakup for me, mm-hmm. in that it put me on a, a a path to, as as many of us call it, a a year of the monk. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah, as a good friend Cormac yes. describes it. You know, is when you, you you go like, all right, I've been on this relationship roller coaster on and off, on and off, on yeah. and off. So I'm going to take some time out. Bring on the monk life. Bring on the monk life. Yep. And just uh, take a step back from dating mm. and and work on yourself. So that had it. It was it was a very it was a rough breakup. Sure. Yeah. Was it confronting being you know um, the mangalee? You know, having your you know, getting your heart mangled. Yeah, well, well, I I just remember it was like uh, we were we were living in California at the time, and I've I've felt like I was in a country and western sound. You know, overnight I I lost my lost my trailer, lost my dog, <laughs> lost my woman, <laughs> lost the insurance on my pickup truck, <laughs> and uh, it there, there was just a lot of other factors. You know, I was very much on my own. Yeah, in a in a in a country where I didn't have a great support system. Sure. And um, uh, it it felt like, yeah, I just felt like I was in a bad country in Western Sound. That was mm. it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, it was a, an amazing lesson. Yeah. And I kind of got to, you know, 
I was confronted with my own assholedom. Yeah, sure. Yep. I think it's um it's good to when we're talking about breakups, remember I think what you know, why we get into relationships in the first place and mm-hmm. how there's a lot of erroneous ideas not only about how a breakup should go, um, but also what a relationship is for. A lot yeah, of people just yeah, jump yeah. into relationships because it's what you do in life. Yeah. But it's good to remember why we do it. And, yeah. And, uh, in order to remember why we break up as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, I mean, the way I see it, and I think a lot of people would agree, is that relationships are there for us as, as tools for growth, as well as amazing fun and, you know, um, excitement and, mm-hmm. you know, love and all the good stuff. They are there to reflect stuff back. Um, in order for us to evolve individually, yeah. And sometimes when we break up, we might have done all the all the work we need to do with that person. Um, we might have reached the end for 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 that particular reason. We need to have other experiences. Um, I, th- I just think that's a good good thing to remember. A lot of people forget why they're in relationships in the first place, mm. and then mm-hmm. that makes the breakup doubly difficult mm-hmm. because you're not really sure what just happened. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought uh, it was worth throwing that in the ring. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's also, it's that in, um, do you ever listen to Astor Perel? No. She's a relationship therapist. Mm. She's she's good. She's mm. really good. And um, her her motto that she always comes back to is that relationships are uncomfortable, if you didn't realize already. Yeah. And that is kind of the truth. I mean, they 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 are these sticky things. Yeah. These are these experiences that you go into in to to enable some sort of healing and yep. some sort of growth. Yep. And you're confronted with the kind of the decline of love mm. and then the growth of other elements and other other spheres of love that you could never have imagined. Yeah. And then yeah, what often happens then is just you it runs its course. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but m- maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, erroneous breakups. Yeah, you know, this is something you just mentioned there a second. Like, I mean, what's the if we look at like the typical? W- yeah. What do we men do when we break up? Well, I think you know th- we live. We talk a lot about living as men in this man box, yeah. and that can be extrapolated to to everyone living in a, in, in a box with these sort of limitations and 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 scripts that we kind of are conditioned into. Um, into living and a lot of them don't really reflect what we need or they're not they're not sort of they're just a bit dumb like for example when we break up there's this idea that well as men especially you go and drown your sorrows in a pub and you're gonna get fucked fucked up for you know however long it takes and that somehow makes you that that's like the, the the manly thing to do, or yeah. I mean, that's never been my modus. That's that's only going to leave leave me in a hole. Yeah. Um, in my breakups, I've always, you know, got myself fit. Uh, I change my diet. I uh, I start running. Yeah. Um, everyone's got their methods, but even just the ideas that other people have around what what a breakup means. Um, I think in uh, my recent breakup. There was sort of an assumption that one of us would m- would move back to Australia, or would you know there was an expectation that you'd need to be away from each other, and um, uh, you know, and that, that the two of us couldn't be invited to the same 
social events anymore. And it was interesting mm. seeing what the friendship group, uh, what they projected onto. Oh, they start picking sides and this yeah, sort it, of it thing. It happens, yeah. I mean, yeah. not in a really, um, uh, you know, in a subtle way it did. Yeah. And I think a lot of people fall back on those, you know, conditioned responses to this sort of stuff. Yeah. But the recent re- breakup that I, I had was was very supportive and we didn't have um, that space uh, immediately. I mean, there was a little bit of space just to, you know, to find your own domestic um, setting and, and regroup and whatnot, but we would check in at least once or twice a week. And I think that's a rarity. Most people don't do it. That's That was suitable for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, it, it's just built a really strong amazing friendship a year down the track gwyneth would be proud good old good old gwyneth <laughs> no but i mean i i see like i i um i run into cam quite often outside of this studio you might be surprised to hear and and i see you and and your ex yeah and um they both get on very well yeah and it's never uncomfortable never and um i think that's a real you guys are poster children for uh, how, how this can be done properly which is absolutely yeah yeah well I think the key is it's always good to have communication and yeah and that's what you want in the relationship to begin with I think yeah and you may find yourself in relationships that don't have that and there may be reasons for that and you need to go through those situations but I think um, the ideal situation is when you are with someone who you can talk to about anything and you know that's that's sort of the gold standard yeah yeah in a relationship setting so if you have that it doesn't make sense that you're going to ditch that when you break up Mm -hmm. you're going to want to sustain that 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 communication you've got that there as a tool and um you know that's to be uh, leaned in on i think yeah i completely agree like i have um i have I would say pretty good relationships with most of my exes and I have to say I I find what they have to say to me invaluable yeah because they know me um and there's certain they I guess because we've been through so much together historically Mm -hmm. they can kind of cut through a lot of say the formalities and other friendships yeah and also because there's maybe a little bit of you know we've wounded each other mm. we know how much we can take yep. emotionally and physically sure. so th- w- they don't really have a problem with calling me out on things yeah and being a little bit kind of incisive and saying no connor this is typical of you mm. and this is also if you consider it you know if you go out with someone you spend all that time kind of becoming an expert on this person absolutely do you know what I mean you're witnessing their moods you're witnessing their emotions yeah and you're studying them in close quarters absolutely so you're going to know them and you're certainly going to know their bad sides better than they even know it themselves yep and vice versa and so it's a very i think i think maintaining a friendship and maintaining some sort of uh, relationship yeah with the people who you've fallen in love with can be very useful down the line absolutely yeah so long as i mean it's honest you know i mean there's so much confusion and muddy waters about that too totally yeah you know? But I think the take-home point here is that when you break up, it doesn't need to be whiskey, you know, um, drinking and yeah. 
and you know the old ways of doing stuff it may not be applicable yeah and there's very ways to and um, just remember that you can design that as you want yeah yeah and that can be a really nourishing and and healing experience rather than a, a totally traumatic yeah um, you know um, despairing one I suppose yeah I guess, uh, but sorry, yeah, no, it will be bittersweet, you know, it's a yeah, bittersweet yeah, yeah. thing. But um, there is definitely a way to do it that uh, that it's um, a lot more nourishing. Yeah. yeah. I remember my last breakup, my first my first impulse was just to, you know, jump straight on Tinder and just oh, yeah. and get, get back in, in the saddle. Yeah. I mean, that can be good, you know, that, that it depends on the individual, I guess, you know. Yeah. That's a way of... Of kind of um, healing potentially, yeah. yeah. But but I, I resisted that. I was like, well, this is the last thing I want to do is mm. kind of uh, look for emotional support from somebody else. Yeah. For me, I was like, okay, I've come out of this. Yeah. I feel to a certain extent bereft. Sure. Emotionally, kind of stripped. Yeah. And maybe I need to become comfortable with this feeling. Yeah. And build up a kind of a personal support system rather than just. You know, again, relying on somebody else to just mm. boost your self-esteem. Totally, looking for external yeah. stimuli. Yeah. So I, I ended up. I went. I I went home and I worked on my grandmother's garden for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And spent close time with family. Yeah. And just sort of doubled down on meditation and, you know, yeah, corny podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 kind of made some sort of decisions i suppose regarding like okay i'm gonna try and you know um look at i suppose i suppose i, I kind of did an internal audit of myself and yeah. I was like, okay what areas of me yeah. require like optimizing where do i need where can i improve sure so that i don't go out into the world looking yeah for these you know the, these attributes in other people or somebody else to complete me in that sense exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. In fact, that that's been the most valuable thing for me this past year is really feeling totally independent and putting maximum energy into into my own sort of um, you know I think a relationship takes a lot of energy and, and rightly yeah. so you know mm -hmm. it it should and that's when you're committed to that that's what it does but then when the dynamic shifts um, suddenly you are on your own to yeah. to. Um, fulfill those needs and it's really important to recalibrate and yeah. do what you need to do and go what you need to go through um, to feel that way again yeah and that that time I, th I think that time is probably some of the most crucial times in your life yeah i guess it's like you know <clears throat> after the breakup is before the breakup you yeah. know and you sort of those those periods because we are so like we're we're drawn to a relationship yeah and you you will inevitably go looking for that again yeah and i guess it's these times in between that that you need to get the work done on yourself absolutely and i mean it's a little bit like you're, you're at a fairground you know and you keep on going from one roller coaster right to the next <laughs> and you know you've maybe you've been on the the teacups for a while and yeah yeah and you're hoping that, okay, in, in between... Time, time for the Big Dipper. Yeah, you've been on the Big Dipper. And they're like, okay, now no, I just want to be on the Lazy River. You know what I mean? Give me <laughs> the, give me a little ring to float ride. in. The yeah. flume ride, you know? And Love the flume ride. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't do, you know, if you don't do the work in between, you're just going to end up being on the Big Dipper over and over again. Exactly. Getting tossed around Getting and tossed repeating, around. repeating stuff you probably don't want to repeat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. What are what are some of the best ways that you think you've um, leveled up between relationships, Cam? Leveled up in terms of jumping from a different ride to yeah. I guess yeah. I guess what we're you're trying to come to a place where the relationships are less traumatic, maybe mm. more copacetic, yeah, more harmonious, more balanced. Absolutely. Um, and I th- and I think that's entirely dependent on what we do between the relationships, yeah. the development we can do, the lessons we can learn. For sure. And what what do you think you've done? Wow, that's a that's a difficult question. Yeah, I just hit you with that. One. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry, Cam, sorry. Left a field. <laughs> yeah. Apologies. Um, we didn't we didn't preview this before, <laughs> did we? <laughs> God damn it! It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. I think um, I'm not entirely sure how to answer that one, but I think constantly checking in and making sure I'm doing the work individually and on myself yeah. means that I'm always going to attract positive relationships. And I, more to the point, I'm rooted in a, in, a, in a foundation where I am able to um, fulfill um, my most fundamental needs mm. and then I can enjoy the best of a union with someone else. I think so many relationships fall down because we're looking f- for the other to fulfill bits that we haven't um, properly analysed or, or um, you know, kind of integrated in ourselves. We always look to the external. But if you're constantly doing that work internally and you, you're making yourself as emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, physically resilient as you can, then you're just going to be a better partner in relationship. Mm. So I don't know if that's answering or deflecting your question. I think you've answered it great. Yeah. Yeah. So in those between moments, definitely taking the audit, as you said, um, making sure I'm putting good nourishing energy into myself. Yeah. And and looking at the themes that popped up, you know, perhaps it was to do with commitment. Perhaps it was to do with not being able to give give myself over uh, completely. Maybe it was giving too much. but whatever the case and whatever your patterns are and whatever your habits are, I think um, you can't go too wrong if you're, you're constantly checking in with yourself during relationship and when you're not in relationship in order to keep improving um, all those facets of yourself. Yeah. You know, nourishing yourself, being your own best friend, having a great relationship with yourself. Yeah. You know, that's so crucial. Um, and treating it in that way. Because you're just going to be able to be a better, better human with with the other human you're with. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, we say those things, right? I guess you know, be a better friend with yourself. Yeah. And I imagine if if you're listening, you you're, you're hearing that, and you're going, but how do you action that in some ways? And I I kind of yeah. I think I think myself a few years ago, if I'd been listening into this podcast, mm. I would have heard that and wouldn't really have been sure what that means Mm. but i think having kind of um having kind of walked through that path a little bit and gone through what you've done Mm. where in the in the breakup period i've been like okay yeah what do i really want yeah where what areas of my life was she compensating for exactly how was i perhaps even like self-medicating with relationship yeah to a certain extent yeah i was like okay these are the things that i can learn from yeah you know, and it, it just to sort of, I guess that being a friend of yourself is understanding um, 
is uh, first off perhaps understanding the areas where you feel you're maybe lacking a little yeah or where you're not so kind to yourself that's right and a relationship will will highlight that if it'll that's highlight the issue, right? that yeah that's definitely the case for me y- yeah you know you know um, you, you'll find someone who sort of passes you a compliment and you're like oh my god they're the nicest person I've ever met in my whole <laughs> fucking life and you realise okay maybe your self esteem isn't so high yeah, exactly so work on that yeah. job number one right totally just on that uh, and to answer your question again yeah. maybe in greater depth um, one thing that came out of my recent relationship was that I relied very heavily emotionally on that person Yeah, and I think that's the case for a lot of men um, uh, especially in the context of what we're talking about men not having good solid um friendships with other men to talk Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. their issues and to express their vulnerability it's become a situation where and there's a great article that you 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 showed me it was in harper's bazaar a while ago about how men have become emotional gold diggers yeah and they're leaning far too in um to their significant partnerships um and uh the, the the other is is absorbing not only the need to be um, girlfriend or partner, but also therapist, yeah. counselor, mm-hmm. and that that's not really their job to do that. It may be their uh, their job in a way to reflect that you're missing yeah. something, but um, I think it's a really good. It was a good lesson for me to kind of remember that I needed to own that that part of it myself, whether through talking. Um, with a therapist or a counsellor or something like that, but remembering not to lean too heavily into a relationship for that stuff, for that yeah, need. Yeah. That was a big one. That's mm. that's one of the big take-homes in the last year or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, far too often I mean? women are kind of compelled to be both doctor and patient exactly in a relationship. Right. Yeah. And that will kill a relationship. Totally. You know, that's, it's that's the most de-eroticizing thing that could happen. Right? Who wants that amount of pressure on them? Exactly. Not saying that you can't support each other yeah. and be supported by each other. Mm. But, you but there's know. a line and there's a boundary. Yeah. You know? Like exactly. we said about uh, you know Christina's question earlier. Yeah, exactly. Setting up good boundaries. She's so it's crucial. not her job to be like her boyfriend's anger management coach. That's right. He needs to like look at his own shit. Yep. Yep. And of course, she can hold his hand and yeah. be there for him. Yeah, and guide him. That's what we're all going to do. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel that's a big thing too. We're kind of, you know, especially this whole field of serial monogamy, mm. which is definitely a label that could have. I'm, I'm putting this in the past to yeah. show that I'm a. Are you a serial monogamist? I'm hopefully changed, <laughs> but that these things, these things could definitely have been thrown at me, where I was sort of had this opinion of myself as, oh, I'm a wounded man. Mm. And would would bounce from one relationship, come therapist to the next relationship, come therapist. You're right. Type thing. So you saw a pattern and a, and a, a definitely an where yeah. and and I would just would refuse to deal with my shit. Yeah. And would almost then just carry this shit through into the next relationship and be mm. like, well, you also have to yeah. be responsible for this. Yeah. It's not going away anytime sure, right. soon. Yeah. It's you this know is just me, right? It's like That's my good. freckles, you know okay. what I mean? I'm like, yep, sorry. Yeah. Uh, which which is which again is a classic male trope of not taking responsibility for yeah. our own shit. Yeah. Our emotional stuff. Especially. Our emotional shit. Yeah. And this is what we need to do in these in this precious periods where we're single. That's right. Yeah. Good on you, man. Good on you for uh, 
seeing the patterns and, yeah. and stopping the buck and <laughs> shifting it where it needed 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 to go. Yeah, yeah it was. It only it only took me the best part of forty years, Kyle. Oh, well, pretty proud of most men never get my there. efficiency there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess what are, what are we what are we trying to say about breakups really is it's, it, they're golden opportunities, right? They are exactly. Breakups happen. They're they're just as much a part of um, life as the relationship itself. Mm, yeah. And there's a way of navigating it to make it a very nourishing and and healthy and positive thing rather than viewing it as a a calamity and a, a failure. Yeah. And in that, it's good to remember what relationships are for yeah tools for growth and the breakup can be that as well and um if you do find yourself in uh in repeat situations it's good to take that that uh, internal audit yeah yeah and um you know that's that's the progress that's the work you know that's what we're here to do yeah exactly we're here to change we're here to evolve relationships will help do that yeah and a good breakup will too yeah certainly mm. and also i suppose it, it does bear in uh, thinking about how important it is to be kind to each other you Mm. know um if you got to think like whenever you whenever you go into a relationship you know it's much like two used car salespeople (laughs) meeting at a coffee table to try and sell each other their fucking trash what a vision you know (laughs) and and you're carrying a certain amount of baggage and she's carrying a certain amount of baggage and you can also stop that mudslide too. You know, you yeah. don't have to then be the be the bad guy mm. who's then heaping all this trauma onto the next person. You yeah. know that there there are kind ways that you can do this. Yeah. And this has been a very Gwyneth focused episode. Good old Gwyneth. But you know, there there are evolved breakups. Exactly. Right, and and these breakups are ones where you you can, you know, um, be kind to each other. Yeah. And be honest. Yeah. And take responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility. And and you know, stop fucking fighting your corner. You know? Exactly. It's done. Yep. Stop flogging that dead horse. Give it a rest. Yeah. She didn't mean to look in your laptop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was open already. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and is that us for well, I another think that episode? Might be it. Yeah. We haven't done a mantra, have we, for this oh, one? Well we should do a mantra. Yeah. Um, can, we, can we do it on the fly? Let me see. So, our mantra for uh, this week's... Shall I read it? Yeah, your turn. Yep. Okay. Um, Breaking up is hard to do, and it's easy to blame someone else. But you bought the ticket to see this show, so it's better to look at yourself. That's beautiful. Thank you, Cam. Thank Thank you you for listening. Thanks, guys.